Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bluefield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturated, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I have my friend Tammy on the podcast, the beautiful Tammy. She's gorgeous on the inside and out, and she is in incredible shape too. She's competed in, at high levels in bodybuilding. I think you don't you um, hold the Australian like in bodybuilding? Didn't you compete at? Tell anyway. Let's just tell everyone who you are and all the things you've accomplished and what you do. Uh, my name's Tammy Sarkozy. I've been in the fitness industry thirteen plus years, um, and I'm here today because I just had a baby. <laughs> She's four and a half months old. Bless. Oh, he's asleep right now. Uh, um, but, you know, if we talk about my accomplishments, I've been involved in bodybuilding for a long time. So if we rewind, I think I did eight or so shows between 2011 and 2014. And in that time, I accomplished two Australian titles and a world title and then a universe pro title. And um, after I gave up, well, after I took a break from bodybuilding because I fell deep into the CrossFit hole, you know, if you, if you start that, you fall in deep and I went in the whole way, um, we got a team together and competed in the CrossFit Games as well. Oh, that's so cool. And came back, did bodybuilding because I was so injured. CrossFit was like, we need a break. So I don't want to do safe again, bodybuilding, and got back into it, but instead this time fitness, whereas before I was bigger, uh, went down that path because without saying the full of my, sounding full of myself, bigger in Australia, I just felt the competition naturally wasn't there. Yeah. Well, you're, you've got an incredible physique. Tammy's, I mean, it's because you've worked hard too, but I think genetically, like she's short, she's amazing. So like, you've obviously put the years of work into, you've just got this incredible physique. You're right. Like it's incredible. Oh, thank you. So go check her out. Go stalk her. Every time she posts this, I'm like, oh, fire, fire, fire emoji. I'm like, look at those glutes. Look at that ass. I can't help myself. But you do have an incredible. Because you, you've competed in WBFF, hey. Yeah. So then I, after I was like, you know, I can't do a figure anymore because the competition's not there. I I feel I surpassed that. So yeah. I stepped up to WBFF, which I do think WBFF and IFBB, they are a step up from the, you know, those other federations. Like, right, I'm not big enough for figure here, but I'm the right size for fitness. So I went down that path and then I got my printer. Yeah, and you're so beautiful too. Like I think for WFF, you've got to be like, it's like a, you're a model and you're a fitness, you know, like with all the muscle too. So, yeah, you look so beautiful with all your big costumes and stuff. All that stuff, yeah. <laughs> do you think you'll ever do it again? Oh, you know what? Some days I'm like, yeah, and other days I'm like, Priorities kind of change. Like, I just love this little bubba so much. Sometimes I just don't give a fuck about my boys. Like, not in the day. No, but competing again. Yeah. yeah. But it's unfinished business because, you know, I got that pro card and I was getting ready for the pro show and then COVID happened eight yeah. weeks out. So, and in the back of my head, it's nagging little, haven't finished what you started. So we'll see. Maybe when he's older, a bit older. You think, yeah. yeah. And I'm happy yeah, well, because I can only imagine too. Like, obviously, competing is stressful, and 
takes a lot out of you to try and do it with a young baby would be difficult. I reckon at this point I could do it. But in saying that, he, at this point, I can put him in a chair and he sits. He can't crawl. He can't do stuff. So I don't know what the toddler world is like. Maybe I'm assuming that's. I think it's pretty bad. I'm like, from what I've seen from my friends, I'm like, it's relentless, never ending. Like you can't keep your eyes off. You can't turn around for two seconds. Yeah. So perhaps that might be a different story. Yeah. Mm, maybe maybe one day. So having closed the door, just maybe. Haven't closed the door, but right now, probably not on my radar. No. Yeah. yeah, cool. All right. Well, so that's what Tammy does. Oh, she, so you coach women. So you just coach women in general, like normal women, not who are not getting on stage or you mostly... Ca- Small percentage on stage. Yeah. But my heart is really... I just love helping women probably between say 30, 40s, 50s because they're at a place where they they feel so lost and like they've let themselves go. And I don't mean I'm not a weight loss coach, right. but I'm a um, body, body read comp coach and I get so much joy from it because there's these people, most of them have had kids, they feel like they've lost themselves to a career or their kids or whatever mm. and they to do something for themselves again. Yeah. Every time, right? Because I get to help them kind of rediscover themselves through health and fitness. And it just brings them so much happiness. And I find that so rewarding because it surpasses just the physical. It's so mental. Yeah. So that's, that's what I do. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. And why I wanted to get Tammy on was just to talk about, because I get a lot of questions from women about training during pregnancy training postpartum so I thought and you know I think there's a lot of like we talked about it before women are scared to um you know train when they're pregnant just stop I can hear the fucking washing machine fucking the washing machine hang on that last time she's like you guys are doing with the washing thing like um okay i can cut that bit out uh where was i post training um yeah and women are are scared to train during pregnancy and you know some people will say don't train at all you've been through that and i've watched you train right up till you gave birth which is yeah so can you talk about that well yeah so i just start when i found out i was pregnant one of the first things I thought was, what the hell do I do with training? Like, I don't, it's such a blank hole. You can Google it, you ask doctors and everyone's too afraid to really say, yes, do this because, you know, if I hurt myself, I can go sue someone. It's such a liability. So I was like, shit, I, I need to figure this out. Let's just, just go straight to the book. I spoke to my friends, you know, heavily involved in CrossFit. Um, Cara Saunders, I don't know if you know her. She's like a little, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, CrossFit athlete. She's got, she's got a little bubba and pregnant again. I watched her the whole way through. Um, we'd had conversations about it and I'm like, if she can do it, so can I. If my other friends, you know, they're in powerlifting, CrossFit, if they can do it, why can't I? So I just picked their brains a little bit and they just gave me some really loose advice. If it feels good, do it. If it doesn't feel good, don't do it. Honestly, it was so simple. And 
there were times, say for example, squatting, like back squats felt really weird. Mm. And, you know, and I would look into that. Well, it makes sense. You know, there's your, your body does change. There's that hormone prolactin. It makes your joints a bit looser because you're getting ready for pregnancy. It's, it's quite logical. Mm. It didn't, there's a reason it doesn't feel right. So I kind of just stopped doing it. <laughs> mm. But everything else, they just went for it. And then as you got more pregnant, did you sort of the intensity come back a bit or did you have the same? Well, I just went by feel. Mm. I was still going to CrossFit um, mainly because I just wanted human connection because I work from home. So I'd go to CrossFit. Some days I'd be like, fuck yeah, and I'd go nuts. And other days I'm like, I feel like I have slept one hour. I'm Mm. just going to put along. And it would just be a day-by-day thing. And any time I had that energy, I'd be like, yeah, and I'd go. Yeah, wow. I see. So, like, seems so logical. It's yeah. Like, like, is there really, what about the breathing, like the pelvic floor breathing? Did you have to breathe in a different way? Because I've read that too, like the, like, you don't, like, this is what I've read. Like, you know, like in a normal, you'd be squatting or whatever. You'd, be, you'd like, breathe in, you'd hold it and brace at the bottom. Like, I've read that, that you shouldn't brace it, like you breathe through is that true? Like, is that what you did or? I didn't do that at yeah, all. No. So, you know, I was told by the doctor, you know, practice your, pre- your pelvic floor breathing and they give me mm. some. Do- but in terms of exercise, I didn't get that advice once. And I had, after I was pregnant, um, a few people had sent me some, I guess, links to should you breathe like this or not. And I was like, I never did that once. I breathed like I always would. But I also think because I've trained so long, my pelvic floor was already strong. Yeah. And I did practice pelvic floor breathing, which have you has it been explained to you what that is, what you do? No. Well, I've read about it, but not like practiced it. Well, okay. You can do this with me. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. You're going to love this. Imagine... There's a blade of grass. Yeah. And you're picking it up with your vagina. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you're like picking it up. Yeah. And then you pull your butthole in. Yeah. Don't and it. Then, yeah. That. You obviously can't see. No, so you just do it when you're walking down the street and no one knows. So that kind of, um, that's draining your pelvic floor. Yeah, wow. What's happened to me after all of this, you know, you have a pelvic floor physio and my issue was it was too strong. Ah. So in hindsight, I probably didn't need to do that stuff. It was probably already strong because I think when you brace for heavy lifting, you naturally do that. Yeah. It's a part of that entire, you know, bracing your spine so now I had to do training where I relax into pelvic floor. How oh, interesting. Really hard, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, because you're so used to, you're doing it for so long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. Did you have a natural birth? Yes. Yeah. And so it was all fine? <laughs> it the worst experience of life. It was... <laughs> My birth was not beautiful. I can't even pretend to say it was beautiful. It was, um, so I did have a, a vaginal birth and I was like, I don't want any drugs, nothing, whatever. As it went on, I think it was 10 or 12 hours of active labor 
not just labor, active labor, which is like for some people, 20 minutes, I couldn't do it anymore. And like I was quivering. I couldn't stand. And the issue for me was getting nerve pain down my legs as well as the contractions, but his head was just stuck like this. So I ended up getting neural because my body was so stressed. It was like, no, nothing is coming through. So I had an epidural um, and that was, you feel nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe that is even a possibility. You feel nothing. So then, you know, three hours later, baby comes out. Yeah, wow. And um, what about post-training pregnancy, like training post-pregnancy? Well, I promised myself two things. One, to not care about how I looked. You know, having spent 10 or so, 15 years looking the way I do now, I knew, look, your body's not going to be the same. You're going to have saggy skin. I don't know, but just calm your farm. Yes. That, don't, just leave that as it is, right? Just leave it. And then the other thing, don't jump into training. Yeah. So I swore that to myself for a very long time. But in saying that, I have known a lot of people to develop nasty posture. Yep. From continually holding their baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really like that whole kyphosis, rounded shoulders kind of thing. I was like, I don't want that. And not only is it horrible posture, but the pain that comes with it, the injuries that then come with it. So as soon as I felt capable, I just started doing mobility. And I'm talking basic stuff like thoracic rotations, banded rows, anything to keep my posture more neutral and trying to counteract all that hunching I was doing from feeding, from carrying, whatever. Mm. So I started doing that. I think two and a half weeks after I gave birth. Mm. Just be 20 minutes, really low key. Like it, it was not to build muscle. It was not to build strength. It was for nothing other than posture and health really. Yeah. And as the day and weeks get on, I sort of increase the volume. So two more reps of a banded row. Yeah. Let's do, you know, let's do a, a walking lunge and see how it feels. So then I progressed to body weight movements. Yeah. And I think it maybe four weeks, four and a half, I started to add a tiny bit of weight. Mm. And I stuff that felt 100% okay. Mm. In the scheme of my training, what it usually was, this was like 5% intensity. Yeah. Yeah. But then by six weeks, I was back in a gym training. Yeah, amazing. Isn't that incredible? I was, honestly, I was I was mind blown because that's not what I expect. Yeah, you expect to be longer. I love how you talked about like accepting your body because I think a lot of women, again, I haven't had a kid, but from the women that I've spoken to, um, yeah, like that change in you, especially for women who are athletic, I think, yeah. yes. you know, that change in your body um, and just accepting it. You've just, you know, grown this little human and just, yeah, yeah like in what... Did you, how much weight, let's talk about weight gain during pregnancy. Did you gain, what are your thoughts on that? I actually don't even know what, oh, my end weight, I think was 68, uh-huh. probably 68 to 70. I'm not quite sure. The only time I knew my weight was when the doctors weighed me. And I saw a doctor, I think twice in the entire, from maybe 
16 weeks onward, I saw a doctor twice. Mm. So I, I'm, I reckon just from visibly looking at myself, maybe a kilo of body fat. Wow. Do you, I'm surprised. Yeah. Do you think that like, again, I don't, this is probably going to trigger some women, but like, do you think that sometimes women, I mean, yes, you are going to gain some weight. Of course, when you have a baby, of course, like that's normal and healthy. But do you think sometimes women use it as an excuse to gain too much weight? 100%. There will always be an exception to this. You know, I did post something about this once and I had a few people kind of come at me like, my situation, there are extreme situations. You know, some people have whatever that condition is, but they're nauseous the entire time. And then they lose heaps of weight and they're very, on the other end of the spectrum. And then you get other people that they'll, they'll spit out these circumstances that aren't the norm. So let's put them to the side. Mm. Why let's put them to the side. I think for the average pregnancy, I do think people use it as an excuse because I've been through that now. And if you've got self-control, you can use it. If you don't want to put on weight, you have a choice right there. Mm. You don't, you are not eating for two. I don't think you have to eat that much more to support that growth. Mm. Yeah, think, what, what is it? Isn't it like 300 calories a day or something like yeah, that? You read. And if I look at what I did, I didn't track my food. I mean, I know food inside out. I don't. You've been doing it for so long. You've been tracking for so long. Yeah. I just know. I would, I was between probably 26 and 3,000, 2,600 and 3,000. Yep. Now, let, and my maintenance levels are probably 2,500. Yeah. yeah, so that's a... I didn't eat that much more. Yeah. Yeah, and it's easy to do, I think, when you're like also women who've never tracked before and don't understand food and like you still have to get adequate protein. You, know, you can't go and eat 5,000 calories of chips and, you know, just use it as an excuse. The other thing too is I don't think women realise is like, well, you know, fat loss is hard. Like it's shit. Doing fat loss phases is hard. Like I would rather... You know, like if you gain 20 plus kilos and 10 kilos of that is fat, at some point you have to lose it. It's not healthy to be 35, 40% body fat. And that's going to be hard. So like hard. That is, yeah. I just, I, I am so grateful that I, I still paid attention to my nutrition throughout pregnancy. I was still aware of, I want to eat protein four times a day. I want to support my training. I want to have um, nutrients. I want to fuel my body, A, for exercise, B, because I'm growing a baby, C, for my own health and well-being. Mm. I'm grateful I did that because, um, you know, after after you have this baby, who knows what your lifestyle is like. Some people do not have the capacity to exercise. Maybe their baby doesn't let them make it. They're back. Yeah. How are you going to lose that weight? And you're going to be miserable as fuck because... It's harder to lose it. Like, yeah. You and afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think women think about that. You know, again, I'm not, so I can't comment, but you have. So I don't think it, that's down the, that's down the track for them. I honestly think for some people, it's like a, this is a great excuse to relax now. Yeah. And just understand that to a point. But to me, the repercussion is too much. I don't want to have to lose weight. Like, that sucks more. <laughs> oh, Tammy, I hate fat loss. I hate doing dieting. 
you know, like I, we're doing this little build phase now and I'm like, Craig, just pushing my, I'm not going to push my calories because I don't want to gain heaps of body fat because I just don't enjoy dieting. <laughs> no, who does? Who wants to no, put that attention on your baby? Because let's face it, dieting, it consumes you. You have to be so on it. You've just got a baby. Like give the baby the, that attention. And you're tired. Sleep you're with- tired. Harder to lose weight. Again, you sleep. Those first, for me, sleep was like a take what you can. You're not going to wait well if you're not sleeping. So, Yeah. And what did your body like as you sort of got back into training and then you were still, I guess you just have naturally gradually lost the body fat and everything's um, tightened back up, you know, like your stomach and your cervix and. Yeah. Look, the skin around my stomach is, it's looser. Like I think. Like if you were to pump up a balloon and then let it deflate, you know how it's like wrinkly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense because you've just stretched a fuck yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that. But honestly, I I don't really notice unless, let's say I took a video of myself training and I can see the skin sort of folding over my shorts. And I was like, oh, well, that didn't happen before. But again, I, like who actually gives a fuck? Like who gives a fuck that there's a piece of skin hanging over your shorts? Yeah, like yeah. it's a price. If that's the price to pay for a baby, then cool. Yeah, and I'm sure as time goes on, naturally, like some of my friends who they said it t- does, like it's naturally sort of just just takes time. I think it does because look, where what I had Billy, I think maybe 18, 19 weeks ago, and it like it is slowly going back. You know, I trained today, and I could see in the mirror. I was like, I can, I can kind of see my abs again. Like it is, it does go back to normal, which is insane considering that amount of stress. Well, I think it's just a test like to you, obviously so healthy and eating so much and nourishing your body and you had a lot of muscle going in pregnancy. Like, and I think like I can imagine once you've had a baby being so strong and mobile is only going to be good, you know, because just like all the running around with the baby, the lifting, you know, but you seem like you've recovered really quickly. It's actually really heavy carrying a baby. And I'm I'm a sore, I'm like, oh, I'm arm sore. And then I, I look at other mums that don't train. I'm like, I have no idea how you're holding that eight kilo child without being like agonizing pain. I don't know how to have doing it. Yeah. yeah. Have you worked with any, what about it? Because obviously you're an athlete. So what about if there's women listening to this and they're like, well, I'm sort of trained, but I'm not like an, a level, like Tammy is, what? advice would you give them for training like should they work with someone do you think or um I think for peace of mind that they should Mm. so just to take that fear away Mm. so I have women you know quite a few women came to me when I was pregnant hey can you coach me and I was like yes what we do is your doctor your physio they are the boss tell me what you need and then tell me how you feel Mm got the guidance of the doctors and the physio or the obstetrician and then it's really let's go by feel and they'll say that they each have their own things hey a hip thrust feels strange hey a squat feels strange whatever all right well let's not do it yeah why the waters if it feels wrong go do it but I think the biggest rule is don't do stuff you haven't done before that makes sense like for me I'm not an endurance athlete. Don't go enter a half marathon yeah. while you because I haven't done it. But 
I read an article on this woman. She ran a marathon. She was like 32 weeks pregnant. But she any yeah. marathons. That's right. Yeah. So don't go and be, try to become a CrossFit athlete when you feel right. pregnant. Yeah. But you've already done. Yeah. So but you've already done what you're comfortable with. Always have the guidance of those professionals. They they know your body. Mm. They know pregnancy a lot better than anyone else does. And then definitely just go get a coach to think for you. You don't want to be in the gym thinking, oh, I'm too scared to do some air squats because I t- you just, you'll end up just fluffing around. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe just do nothing. And I think, like, it can only be beneficial to do some strength, whatever it might be, do some sort of training because you want to stay active as well. During- it's such a, oh, you know, anytime I posted stuff, I'd get these people like, oh, my gosh, you're amazing. And it was nice, but I'm like, it's really not that amazing. Yeah. It's yes. unmoving. And, man, these little, you know, the the bubba, the fetus, wherever, whatever stage they're at, they are resilient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing handstand push-ups at, I think, 20-something weeks. Wow. You guys can probably do handstand push-ups if you've ever done them. Remember, Tammy's an athlete. We're not recommending you do that. But, yeah, I think you're right. Like, it's going, doing what you've done and having that professional guidance is good. But I really, you know, my I had an amazing midwife and she had said to me, I think it was a week before I had Billy. I was like, I know he's coming soon. Like, everyone's like, no. You, your belly hasn't dropped because he was sitting so high. And she goes, I don't think that he's ever going to drop. I think your core is strong and that's what's holding him there. Mm. He never never did drop. Mm. And then I didn't have a lot of abdominal separation as well because I did stay fit and active that entire time. Yeah. And then separation anymore, it's gone. Amazing. That's so cool. There was a finger of separation. I mean, everyone has that. Yep. But how, I don't even understand. But anyway, she just says, you stayed active the whole way through. And that's why. So cool. Yeah. It's so- another, right, to protect your body, to, to stay healthy throughout that pregnancy. They're, just If you, you want to train, go train. Yeah. Yeah. And be good for your mental health as well, I think. So good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Throughout pregnancy, I had a really good pregnancy. Um, I didn't really have any symptoms. Well, you feel that's because you're so healthy. You're so healthy. <laughs> I mean, I'd say to that, I'd say I was lucky as well. I don't really know. But um, now I've lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Oh, just training during pregnancy and looking after yourself. I think it can only make it easier post once you have that baby. How did I lose my train of thought, Kitty? It's all right. It's all right. Still got the baby brain, maybe. I'm just saying, like, you know, you, I think, you know, Emma, Emma, my business partner in Saturday, she works with a lot of women um, who have babies. And, you know, she's talked to me a lot about, um, you know, women who have lots of morning sickness and those symptoms are signs of estrogen dominance. So like your health leading into the pregnancy will have a direct effect on the type of the severity of the symptoms yeah. that you experience. And, you know, you're so mu- you're so mu- muscle and your health. And this is so good too. You think like a lot of, I think obviously competing is a very extreme sport. Yeah. You know, like 
you're dieting down to very low levels of body fat. It's not, yeah. you couldn't say that it's healthy, but I think there's ways right. you can do it that make it healthier like you do it. Like you yeah. have always yeah. had seasons, you, tr- you know, you, tr- you eat a lot of food and you're, you don't spend, I mean, I know you had that period you said where you did a lot of shows back to back and at the end you were like, oh fuck, that was too yeah. much. Like, yeah, you realize, but you all, I've always looked at you and thought like, if anyone that I know who's like a healthy competitor, it's you. I think so too. And you know what? I My clients, they're the same. It's so funny because I this really pisses me off, but girls will brag, you know, two, three weeks into a 20-week prep. I'm so tired. I'm so hungry. These 1,500 calories. And I'm like, man, I would not be bragging about that because you're doing it wrong. Yeah, totally. Yeah, if you're yeah. fucked up that far out, I'm like, if you're eating that low calories too, I'm like, what have you been doing before you? When your body adapts to that and you need to drop more. But like all of my clients, we will have a solid off season six to 12 months at least before we get to prep. So they're not at 1500 calories when they start. And that's what I had always done. I'd always eaten a lot of food in an off season. Yeah. After that. Yeah. And the thing is, how do you build muscle? Like all these women that would be not eating enough, it's like, well, you want to try and improve your physique. You can't do that unless you're eating in a surplus. Like not, you don't have to be a huge surplus, but yeah, they're just too scared of having a little body fat, being heavier on the scales, but you're just training so much better. You train so much better. And you know, those girls who don't want to do that, sadly, when it comes to them getting on stage, guarantee they look around and they're like, fuck, I wish I did that off season because they're, they're tiny. Yeah, it diet down. Yeah, you're right. The hard work is the muscle building and the length of time it takes and the dedication. You're right. The diet is quicker. You know, it's yeah. Logically, I think in a way it's easy because you see immediate results week to week in a prep. You see visible changes and it's motivating. Whereas in an off season, you don't really see the muscle grow. You no. see cellulite. You see yourself getting a little chunky here and there. And it's like, you, you don't really know if the muscle's growing or not. And you just look in the mirror and personally, you know me, I love the thick and juicy. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. I like, you always look good. I was like, no, look how juicy you're looking. You look good, but you're strong as well. Like I like being strong. And I think when you're dieting, I like I like to the, the improving my numbers. And, you know, you can, it's just so hard to do that when you're fucking like not eating enough. It's the worst. Yeah. It's even worse, like, you might look great, but you were so empathetic and weak. Yeah, totally. People would think, oh, man, she must she must be so strong because you're shredded as fuck. And really, you're like, I'm struggling to walk down the street. No. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. Yeah, I think, and you know what, too, and you'd probably agree with this, like, once you put the work in and built the muscle, if you're not dieting or in a building phase, maintenance is really easy. Yeah. I think if anyone wants to, like, if we could just, if we could say, if you really want to achieve that body and find it easy to maintain, put in five to six years of hard work and of muscle will, building. Yeah. And then it's not so hard. Like I'm my training right now is three to four, five days a week, four three to four weight, maybe one crossfit session. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, my weight session will consist of maybe four exercises. Yeah. In one bar because Billy's in crash. And it is not at my usual intensity because at the moment I just don't feel like I'm training well, but I just don't feel like pounding myself. Yeah. And 
my body has still responded really well. Yeah. Because yeah. all that work I did way back in the day. That's right. And you can main, you can, so like, cause I always use this example when I talk to women, I'm like, cause sometimes they miss you. Going, oh, well, I always have, you seem like you're always wanting to try and get stronger kitty. I said, well, that's just because I enjoy it. But I go through stages where I'm focused and not so focused. But I'm like, once you, you know, say like you get strong, you, you build this physique, you're like, yep, I'm happy with this. You only have to do a third of the volume. Like if you can maintain oh. weights, you can maintain it doing a third of the work that you put in, which is fucking incredible, I think. When we moved to Townsville, so my show had been cancelled in October 2021, I think. Then I moved to Townsville and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to happily sit where I am. And, you know, I did put on some weight, but I was, obviously, I don't want to be comp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put on to what my happy place was. And for the first time in my life, I was like, I fucking love how I look. And I mean, genuinely to the core. Mm. Like, eating, perhaps, it might have been about 24, 2500. And I was tracking. Yeah. Oh, once I surpassed that, you know, I would put on a tiny bit of weight. How good's that? Your maintenance, like you're small. Yeah. How much yeah. did you weigh? Like, how much did you weigh back then? You're not. She's not. Tammy's. Yeah. yeah so, sixty-one kilos maintaining twenty-five hundred calories is like every woman's dream. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is to walk around with abs to have. I just love how I look so much. I'm like, I am just cruising now. This is not hard at all. Yeah. Not. Not at all. And I'm sure any female could wonder what does it feel like to truly love the way you look? I don't think many people can say that. Like, it was fucking bliss. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, like, but if you can just put that work in to build the muscle and you can have more flexibility, like, you can have a few drinks every now and then, you can go out to eat. Not not like you're like, oh, my God, I can, I'm stuck in. Because it's that, I reckon it's sort of like the lifestyle lean, you call it. Like, it's like, it's not shredded. But it's yeah. lean, but also too, when you've got more muscle, you can hold a bit higher body fat and you still look, you look yeah. good. So I think, yeah, it's that muscle, you ladies, I know crap on about it all the fucking time, but I'm like, just, you just got to touch those weights, those heavier weights for it. Like, just do it, put the work in. Put the work in. Your metabolism eventually just thrives off you moving that way after so long. Like, I wouldn't have been like this 10 years ago. I might make probably 1,600 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. It was about 15, 16, 10 years ago. Um, and, you know, while I was in that place from like, I love my body, um, freedom with food, I was not tracking meticulously. I was still drinking. Like, I fucking love wine. I love that. How to. Yeah. It was, it was just a really good balance. And I wish that people would put in the time to eventually get to that point. Yeah, freedom. I love what, yeah. And all clients say that too, the tracking. It's like you think it's restrictive, but it eventually gives you freedom. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I don't, to me, tracking's not torturous. Nah. Well, okay. I every day anyway. So it's like, oh, I might track for a day. All right, this is what I'm doing. And I'll check in with myself a month later and just see if I slipped either side. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. And that's, it is a, such a good tool because sometimes like I find if I'm not tracking, like, especially now I'm trying to eat so much food, I will under eat carbs. Like yeah. it's just naturally easy to do that. And then I drop weight. And so like you're perfect. Like I think the tracking, it's just a good tool to like, what am I doing? You know, cause. Regardless of if it's muscle growth or weight loss or strength mm-hmm. performance, 
you know what, it's probably even more important, like you said, to track when you're in a surplus because I think people abuse that. I'm in a surplus. I'm yeah. strength. Well, it's, don't you reckon it's a fine line between maintenance, deficit and surplus? It's like not that much. Like I even am amazed. Like I'll drop 100 calories and I'll start losing weight. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, that's why I check in with myself once a month because 100 cows a day, that's 700 cows a week. Yeah. That's quite a bit. And that could be piece of cheese on a sandwich, which seems like nothing. Yeah, paper, yeah. It's just it's so it is so easy to yeah. And like you say, if you don't track, you just don't know. You don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a good trust us, everyone. <laughs> trust us. Just try it. And I I don't know what you, but I typically when I'm especially when I'm really busy like this week, I'm just so busy. So I've just I'm eating the same lunch every day. I've just made up this amazing laksa with fruit. With rice noodles and then my dinner, my breakfast is the same. I'm just obsessed with sourdough every, crumbs. Every day. But I yeah. like Yeah, same. And then like, you know, I'll just, I've been having this, I'm obsessed with, uh, do you, I do this, like I'll get obsessed with a meal and I'll eat it right. and, and, and like once I'll be like, fuck, I can't eat that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I do it all the time because it's, man, I hate grocery shopping where it's like, yeah. what are we going to have for dinner? Oh, I didn't do research a recipe, whatever. So yeah. like, well, I didn't. Oh, I know. It's so easy. And you know what? Women will sort of push back and say, oh, but Kitty, I want variety. I said, I say to them, look, I bet if you tracked your meals for a month, you would probably have your same go-tos. It might be 10 to 12, 15 meals max. So why not just pick one for a week and reduce that decision fatigue? It makes it easy to be consistent. You know, not saying that you can't have different things, but it's like today, I'll just finish this go have my afternoon snack, which is like rice pudding and chocolate milk is my just this week because it's just easy. Yeah. I don't, and I like it. Yeah. I find I get with this with clients as well. They'll say, oh, I really want variety. I think they're trying, I think they're pushing back against the restriction. Yeah. I mean, eating the same thing every day is not restrictive. It's easy. Right? It's easy. And it's what if you like it? Yeah. I mean, I'm only going to eat food that I like. And I think that when people step into the world of trying to achieve goals, weight loss, or whatever it is, the idea of eating the same thing every day, it's like, no, I need option. I need option. Yeah. Don't that box. Yeah. I want variety. Yeah. And yeah. Eddie, they're like, it's so time consuming trying to find these recipes and what just be yeah. mm. Even for a week, just do it week to week. I build a new meal plan every week and I might like even like just when once I get sick of it, I'll be like, okay, I'll just do something new. And yeah, but most of the time it's the breakfast is the same for months and you know the dessert I have ice cream I've been having hot chocolate with marshmallows recently I'll probably do that for a month yeah yeah yeah. you know like you can still go out in the weekend like I'll go out in the weekend we'll eat out and I'll just but again I think it gives you so much more freedom I'm not I don't stress about eating out now at all do you I just eat out I know how to choose I know how to look at it go off make sure it's protein first you know like hard after having done this for so long and it's why I encourage like when you track macros you learn Mm. learn about the value of food so when you go out for dinner you can look at food and have some kind of perspective of all right i have a goal my goal is weight loss if i i have two choices here maybe i want a beautiful steak and chips or do i want the creamy pasta carbonara okay what aligns with my goals better probably the steak yeah it's which is still tasty though which is still like i'll go out and eat meals i think i love it yeah. 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 And I think just to make a conscious choice, have some understanding of the value of food, it has lets you have better control. And I always think bring it back to what aligns with my goals. 
Totally. Yeah. And we're not saying you should never eat a creamy carbonara pasta ever, but, you know, maybe do it when you're not, because when you're not in a deficit, you know, because it's going to eat up thousands of your bloody calories. It's so fatty. And then you'll be starving for the rest of the day and it's going to be low in protein. So I think, but once you get into the swing of it, I just, I don't even, don't even really crave really fatty food now. Like it makes me feel a bit sick. Yeah. yeah. I don't crave any shit. Well, when I say shit, I mean that kind of food. I love chocolate. I love bread. I love ice cream. I know ice cream every day. When I say shit. Same. I mean, I know what you mean like donuts and like KFC and McDonald's and packets of chips and like just shit. Yeah. <laughs> Is that but with the balanced diet, you do not crave that. Yeah. Yeah, when you actually eat too, like, you know, in your programs, I'm sure, like not eating these massive deficits, like women will eat trying to eat twelve hundred calories. I'm like, of course you're gonna fall off the wagon. Smaller, more manageable deficit. Yeah. Yeah. Preaching to the choir, she says. <laughs> like I anyway, we totally got off the topic, but I thought it was good to throw that in there in the end. Because, you know, then women can see it's not just Kitty crapping on about this and recommending, you know, Tammy does the same thing. And has the same conversations, I'm sure, with the women that she works with. But she has conversations with people every day. And people swear black people, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But no one does it. It's such a small minority of people actually do what needed, what is needed to be done. Um, this is a pause on your podcast. You know how I lost my train of thought before? Yeah. Do you want me to rewind and go back to that? No, nah, well, the guy probably wrote me to cut it now. I can't even fucking remember it. Sorry, what were you going to say? Um, it was about your body during pregnancy, like how actually fucked it is. I'll I'll work that in now. Okay. So we'll go back to the tracking. Um, yeah. So I think you probably agree that a lot of the women, once they actually get their head around the tracking and like a bit more forward planning, not so reactive, they actually find so much food freedom. I think they, do they say the same thing to you? Yeah, absolutely. How good is it to... Be able to eat great food, but know that you can manage it to align with your goals. Mm. Look, yeah. my okay. Let's take an extreme example. My comp my comp prep girls have ice cream every night throughout your whole prep. You psychologically, that makes them feel like they're not dieting. Hey, I'm going to stay here. I still get to eat ice cream. It's not even the ice cream itself. It's psychological, but. You can manage your own food, like screw meal plans where you have to eat X, Y, Z. Mm. For one, going to play on your mind, it's restrictive already, right? But if you can incorporate, hey, I'm going to go out for lunch with my friend today, make it work. Yeah, totally. Yep, I agree. That you can have the freedom and still achieve your goals. Yep. And the thing is too, which we talk about a lot, to lose weight, it's a calorie deficit. It's calorie deficit, it's calorie deficit. It's not that you can't eat ice cream. Or you can't eat bread. It's a calorie deficit. You don't have to go keto. You don't have to cut out food groups or macronutrients. You don't have milk. Yeah, it's a deficit. You can eat all of these foods as long as you like hit your protein target. But first of all, calories is first. They're protein. So it's but it's like if you get enough protein and then you're eating the deficit, you can fucking eat ice cream every if you want every night. It's something I preach that to all of my clients in a deficit or if for weight loss goals. I'm like, tell me that one thing you cannot live without in a day. Tell me, yeah. and they're always like, to, oh, I don't, I don't, yeah. the shapes, if I eat a packet of face, wait, and I'm like, love, no, that little hundred calorie packet of snack. I mean, if you get 10 packets, because you're falling off the wagon, because you keep restricting them so much, that might be a problem. That's a 
put it in a food that you love and it will keep you on track so long as you're in deficit. Yeah, totally. So right. good. Um, and yeah, I think you talked about this before, but about maybe touch again on like how your body felt during pregnancy, like the cha- your body changing. Because I think yeah. a lot, especially, I mean, every woman experiences it, right. but even like athletic women. Well, yeah. When you have had a certain body your whole life, especially that one, you weren't just born with it. You built it. It was hard work to create that physique and you are very used to having it. Pregnancy definitely does mess with your head like yes pregnancy is beautifully a growing human but yeah you do get cellulite you know your body does change bits you, you just don't look how you're used to and it fucking sucks I don't want to make everyone think oh but you know appreciative of all of this is like well I am but I'm also entitled to feel a certain way about the changes in yeah and I didn't struggle with it as much as I thought I would, but I still did have days where I was like, oh, the fuck is this cellulite away from? I can actually feel it. I'm like, oh, I didn't like it. I appreciated that it was, it. I did love it at the same time, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to get rid of that as soon as this is done. And I think we're entitled to feel that way. People would get pissed at me when I spoke up about that. I know. I agree. Yeah. You're a human. Don't tell me how to feel about my own body. It's not, I'm, not, I'm not neglecting the fact that there's a child in here, but I'm still allowed to feel a certain way. So I do think that people, especially who have had quite an athletic body prior, will struggle with that. Mm. I think that's okay. But for anyone, I think pregnancy is a little bit of a head game because you watch your body change and some stuff you just don't like. Mm. Yeah. That's good. But I think if you don't squash those feelings and don't acknowledge them and still love that part of yourself, it's like that's when it gets fucked up, you know? Don't squash those feelings. Yeah, don't suppress the feelings of discomfort. You're allowed to feel that way. Yeah, it's not like you went out and went, oh, shit, I'm just going to get on the next 1,200-calorie diet and try and get rid of it, you know? Like there's no action that needs to be taken. It's just acceptance. It's acceptance and it's like a blip in time. No one actually fucking cares. They're not – they're not – to you they're worried about they're not looking at you so you're like no they're not just fucking cover up like if you're worried about it what i do right thank goodness the way clothes are now you know they're a bit longer a bit higher up they cover shit so you've got it's like a nine month pregnancy and then however long after it's just a fucking blip yeah you also forget about it no one else even noticed it doesn't matter but be allowed to feel that way i think is Something I do want to say to people. Don't try and be brave about, it's just so beautiful. I love it. That's so good. And so honest. I love your honesty. Because I reckon so many women will be totally relate to that. And they would judge themselves and feel bad for feeling those feelings. Well, yeah, because I know not everyone. I was lucky that I could train the whole way through because I didn't really have morning sickness. I know some people cannot train. And so their body would change a lot more. Mm. And to watch someone whinge, oh, a little bit of cellulite, it's like, shut the fuck up, Tammy. But at the same time, it's like, no, 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 this is my situation. Yeah. I have to have those feelings. And I know there are other women exactly like me who are too afraid to put those feelings out there because you'll get slammed for it. Yeah. But let people feel their, their body 
you know, yeah. I agree with you. Uh, well, thanks so much for coming on, Tammy. That was really great. I know we got a little bit bloody sidetracked, um, but I'll put all of Tammy's details below so you can follow her and check her out, check out her programs and coaching. Um, and as always, guys, take a screenshot of the episode and share it on Instagram stories and tag me at K-O-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D. And each month I pick a winner and they get a tub of Saturay premium collagen. And I'll be back again next week. Thank you so much.